Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. It's been sort of a fun few weeks with our new blog. We have a new look over at the website, um, simplylivingforhim.com. If you haven't checked it out, you can go over there and take a look. It has been updated for the first time since I started this website seven years ago. (laughs) So it was time for a fresh new look. So it's been fun to sort of redo things over there. Still working out some kinks here and there, but um, I'm really pleased with it. So I hope you've had a chance to visit and check that out. The last few weeks on the podcast, I have addressed different areas of clutter and getting back to simple. Last episode, I talked about um, how the one thing that we need to do before we even begin to purge clutter, and that's all about where our heart is uh, while we are even trying to clutter and stay clutter-free or simplify. So if you haven't listened to that one, uh, you'll want to go and find that one and uh, listen in and hear why we need to really get our heart right before we can even begin to simplify. Today, I wanted to take it a little bit further because I know that so many people have an issue with clutter um, because of the emotional attachments to our stuff. So how do we even handle getting rid of things when those things represent so much uh, in our minds, you know, sentimental things and memories, and we tie so much of our physical stuff to memories or to emotions. So how do we even begin to get rid of all of the things that we have if we are emotionally attached? I really believe that one of the biggest issues uh, involving clutter and you know, having a house full of clutter and material things is because we are so emotionally attached to those things. So a couple of things that we'll talk about today is, you know, when is it okay to hold on to things? And um, when is it just becoming more of a burden? And how do we discern what are the things to keep and what are, are the things to get rid of? And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you get rid of everything and, you know, the past doesn't matter because I actually wrote a post about this, rec- uh, not recently, it's been about two years now, but I wrote a post about this because here I am, the simple girl always talking about simplifying and having less stuff and doing more real things and getting rid of clutter. And when, you know, the rubber meets the road, it is hard because we moved um, almost two years ago now. And I went through all of those emotional things that happen. And here I am, a girl living with not a lot of clutter. But when it came down to it, and I was... um, uh, you know, in that situation where I was looking at clutter and trying to decide, do I keep it or do I throw it away? And I was hit with all of those emotions that were tied to the clutter. So I know how that feels. And I've been through that. And, um, I really look at stuff now 
that were in our new home before I even bring it in. <laughs> you know, is this worth it? Is it worth keeping? But I went through that whole process of sort of discerning your emotions that are attached to your stuff. So about two years ago, we moved to our home. It'll be two years in November. And as many of you know, if you if you followed at the time or you've read the posts that I wrote during that time, we, you know, wanted to simplify. And <clears throat> We bought this home really because of the property, not really necessarily because of the house itself, which the house is abundantly more than we ever asked for. Um, and God has been so good to us. But we really were looking for, you know, beautiful property out in the country where we could grow our gardens, have our chickens and, you know, have our kids grow up in that lifestyle of a more simple lifestyle, um, being outdoors, working together as a family, um, you know, in nature and really getting back to that mindset. And, um, you know, when we moved, we actually were moving from a home that was smaller than the one we're moving to. And really, honestly, when we were looking, I was fine with getting a house that was small. I was all about the property. Um, but like I said, God has blessed us and the house is actually bigger. But that didn't mean that I wanted to move and then just fill up the bigger house. I still didn't want to take that much stuff. It was a great way at that time to sort of start over, to start fresh. And um, I saw the moving as an opportunity to go through my things and really, really decide what was worth keeping. Because when you're moving... It requires time and energy and, you know, space to move all that stuff. So when it really came down to it, you know, we were having friends help us. We were just filling up a 26-foot U-Haul, and that was it. So whatever fit in that U-Haul is what we took with us. So that really gave me a perspective, you know. I only have a certain amount of space, so I can only take what is truly necessary and meaningful. And also, I didn't want to ask my friends to be moving all this stuff. <laughs> so we were trying to keep it as minimal as possible. And it was a good experience looking back and remembering, you know, going through what was really worth taking and what wasn't. And um, I'm really glad we did it. But I do remember um, one night where we were... Uh, going through our attic in our old home. And we had tons of boxes up there that I hadn't looked at in the 12 years that we were living there. You know, there was stuff from early on in our marriage. There were boxes of cards and letters from, you know, before I was married to my husband. There was a lot of sentimental things like that. Then there was also stuff that I just put away up there because, you know, oh, maybe someday we'll use it. And after 12 years of sitting in an attic and not even knowing it was still there, that was very easy then to discern, okay, those are the things you can get rid of. You didn't even know they were here. <laughs> so that was easy. But there was a great deal of emotion that came along with the stuff as it came out of the attic. And I wrote a particular post about it because I said, here I am, the simple girl, and always, you know, talking about getting rid of stuff and, um, you know, simplifying. And I was faced with this situation where all of the emotions that I didn't even expect came flooding back as I went through these boxes. I had the boxes from when my daughter first started homeschooling. And yes, they were just scribbled in workbooks, 
but there was her first sentence that she ever wrote. And this was the first child that I homeschooled, and it was a big deal, you know? And um, there were, you know, things that were just um, from my past, from, there was, quite frankly, things I really didn't want those emotions to come back. They were from a time that I would prefer to regret, uh, you know, or to forget, I should say, um, not regret, but the things that I would prefer to forget that were from a tumultuous time in my life. And, you know, a lot of these emotions came flooding in and it was a little cathartic, you know, you go through that and you, you look at these things. And in the end, I kept one box and I wrote on it sentimental stuff. And there are, you know, the letters and the cards for my husband. And it's funny because we actually just went through this box recently with my kids and we were actually cracking up because <laughs> My husband was quite romantic and wrote all these cute little things and cards and stuff like that. So it was really fun to look back on that stuff. So we did keep, you know, a box of sentimental things, obviously pictures and things like that um, we kept. And that did come with us to our new home. Um, there were several things that we didn't keep. And, you know, you I had to really look at it and say, do I really need to bring these things with me? And in the end, like a small box of stuff won, you know, and it wasn't like I needed a whole 26-foot U-Haul to bring all of the stuff. Now, our situation may be different because I hear of a lot of people out there that their basements are just, or their attics are just packed with boxes of stuff that they don't even want to go through because of the emotional attachment to it. If you're hanging on to things because of an emotion that it stirs from the past, then you have to look at that and say, is it worth keeping? Do I need space right now in my home for the present and for the future because I'm living in this home right now, but yet it's filled up with stuff from the past. Is it burdening you? Is it? A, is there a way that you can keep just a small amount of sentimental things without keeping everything? You know, there's people out there that keep every item of clothing from when their children were little or every toy or, you know, it provokes all these emotions inside of them. But those emotions and those memories do not have to be tied to that thing. Because if that thing is weighing your present down and is taking up space in your present, then maybe you can still have the emotion and have the memory, but not have to keep every single thing. I don't have a lot of you know, memorabilia and stuff from my children when they were little, they, I would say each one of them has enough to fill like a Rubbermaid tote, if that, um, of their, their sentimental stuff. When they were really little babies, you know, we had a baby book for the first one, sort of had one for the second and then the third and the fourth, you know, the baby book sort of got by the wayside, but I did start a little like box. I've called it a memory box. I'm not talking big, like a little larger than a large shoebox type of memory box where I put in, you know, very special uh, mementos, but I'm not talking about keeping every sentimental toy or every outfit or every, you know, stuffed animal because the past is a beautiful thing, but it's also the past and we can't get caught up in um, stealing from our future or even our present because we're still living in the past. The past is beautiful. 
Sometimes the past is difficult. The past is what makes us who we are now, but we also have to look to the future. And if things from our past are weighing us down, then that is hindering us from living to our fullest in the present and in the future. And it's funny, I read Hebrews this morning in my Bible time, Hebrews 12, and this verse came to mind as I was preparing to record this podcast, um, you know, about getting rid of everything and the sin that entangles us. And I feel like that is almost what happens to us when we let our emotional attachments to things get in the way of our present and our future. It's okay to have memories from the past, but we don't have to try to keep the past with us right now by holding on to every little thing that reminds us. I mean, we have, you know, heirloom pieces or, you know, like a small rocking chair, a child-sized rocking chair that was my dad's when he was little and then it was mine when I was little. And that kind of thing, you know, is fun to hold on to. But if we're talking about large pieces of furniture that are stored away, oh, but it was mine when I was little, or we're talking about, you know, toys of our children's that are large and they're stored away, oh, but it reminds me of when they were little, then we have to really reevaluate because we can't be storing up our present with clutter from the past. You know, it says in the Bible that we don't need to be uh, storing up treasure on earth. We need to be storing up in heaven. And we can have emotions about the past and we can have memories and we can have sentimental moments, but we don't need to define that stuff by physical stuff. We can let it be part of who we are and in our memories and in our hearts. There are many things that as I was going through those boxes that I actually sort of had these moments of, you know, like I said, I'm the simple girl, I should be throwing it out. But no, I want to hold on to it because what if this box never gets opened again until someday when I'm not here and my children are going through it and they're going to get to know me a little bit better by seeing these things from my past. So there were things that I wanted to hold on to to sort of pass a legacy down. You know, there are things that are very special that I wanted to have for someday for my children but I'm not talking about a whole basement full or a whole attic full because you know what I'm going to do to them in the future? I'm going to burden them with all this stuff. And if something were to happen to me, the last thing I would want to do was burden my children with anything further to have to deal with. So I do not think that we can um, make the past any more sweet and memorable by holding on to every little thing from the past. Sometimes it's okay to let things go. We need to keep our eyes on the future and not be trying to hold on to the past. The past is such a funny thing because while you're living in it, while you're living in the present moment, you know, you're probably not looking at it as sweet and memorable 
And then, you know, 10 years from now, you look back and say, oh, that, you know, so we sort of live in this paradox where while we're living it, we don't think it's so sweet. But when we're out of it, we look back and say, oh, it was so sweet. So we don't need to hold on to every single memory from the past. We have a future glory to look forward to. We don't need to be stuck in the past. If things are weighing you down, if you're looking around your home and you're saying it's just so cluttered and I don't have room for things, you need to evaluate why is that? Are you holding on to things because of the emotions that they evoke? And can those emotions still exist without those things. Um, Like I said, certain special things, obviously we want to hold on to. Things that are a legacy, things we want to pass down to another generation. But there's also a point where we're just holding on to, and I'll be frank, junk, (laughs) you know, or just clutter. Things that aren't useful anymore, things that are taking up a great deal of space, things that aren't going to be really that, you know, worth that much in the future. So it's really something to evaluate. Um, I'm so funny because I don't like to record videos or you know, we don't have a lot of videos from when my children were young. And nowadays it's easy because everything's digital and you can store it on the computer. But we have all these tapes, you know, these VHS tapes from our honeymoon and from when my children were little, and I can't even watch them. I know it's weird, but honestly, when I hear their little voices, oh, it breaks my heart. (laughs) So, you know, That stuff you definitely don't want to get rid of. So it's kind of a weird thing. You don't want to get rid of that. But yet for me, the emotions that come with it are almost like they don't make me feel good. They make me feel a little sad. And I don't want to be stuck in the past. You know, I love um, the present and there's joy in the present. And we have such a beautiful future to look forward to. So enjoy the past for what it is and what it was. But don't stay there. Don't live there. Don't try to recreate it. Because right now is the past that you're going to be remembering someday. You're always building new memories. You're always building new experiences to look back on and new feelings and new emotions. So holding on to things of the past by trying to cling to the clutter that is associated with them is not always necessary. You can certainly hold on to those emotions without holding on to the clutter. Um, you know, we don't want to look uh, live in the past. A lot of people look at things and say, well, maybe I'll need it someday. I don't want to throw it out. I might need it someday. Nine times out of 10, you won't. And most of the time you forget that it's even there. <laughs> and when you do need it, you don't even realize you had it all the time. But I have found that with me, as I always say, I'm the opposite of a hoarder. If it's in my path, I throw it away. I don't like clutter. I like to get rid of things. So There have been times where I'll look back and say, oh, you know, shoot, I threw that thing away. I could have used it. Is it really a big deal? No, you can always get another one unless it's something that was worth, you know, thousands of dollars with really nothing I have is worth that much. (laughs) So it always can be replaced. But I would say nine times out of 10, we did not ever get rid of something that I regretted or that couldn't be easily replaced. And it wasn't worth actually holding on to. I mean, holding on to things for years at a time that are taking up tons of space in your present life that you could be, you know, enjoying because you don't have so much clutter is not worth keeping 
people don't look at it that way. They think, well, what if someday? Or, oh, I need to hold on to this because it's special. But it's hindering you from your present life. It's hindering you from enjoying the present. So what is the benefit to holding on to that thing? I don't see it as a benefit. You know, we don't want to be weighed down by the past. Um, do you want to be a collector of things? So many people are collectors of things, but we can be the creator of experiences now and the creators of our future rather than the collectors of things. Because as the Bible tells us, all of these things will pass away. But what remains? The eternal things. You know, the emotions that are tied with our stuff, all of that stuff will pass away. You cannot bring it with you to your future home in heaven. But the experiences, the emotions, the love, all of those things carry on. But the physical stuff, it just will not exist someday. So tying in physical clutter to emotional attachment is really a dangerous place to go. You can be free of the physical clutter and still enjoy the emotions that come with the memories of things from the past, but you don't have to define those memories by the clutter that they take up. So if you're looking around your basement or your attic or your garage or whatever it is, and you don't even know where to begin because you just feel attached, like, oh, but my baby used this, or oh, this was our first thing, you know, look around and say, what am I, is this hindering my present? Is it hindering my joy right now because I'm so filled up with clutter that I can't focus and I need more space in my home for my life right now? And then evaluate, are there just a few things you can keep from your child's, you know, babyhood? And are there a few things that you can keep to sort of pass on to the next generation? But we don't want to pass on to the next generation our burdens of clutter. So I am just going to keep this one short today. And I'm just going to um, encourage you, if you're out there and you are burdened by the emotional attachment to clutter, take it to the Lord and really seek what does his word say about these things? What does his word say about what we are clinging to? We are to cling to Jesus. We are to cling to a future hope. We are to not store up um, treasures here on earth, but in heaven. And if the way you are living is sort of contradicting that, and you are clinging to the past, and you are clinging to these things that are entangling you, or these things are stealing your joy, or you feel like you're storing up more and more treasure on earth than you are in heaven, I would encourage you to sit down with the Lord and to really pray about that and to lay that at his feet and ask him, Lord, help me to live for the future glory and not in the past. So if you are out there and you're struggling from um, clutter and the emotional attachment, know that you're not alone because many of us do. I've been there. I remember that feeling. And I have to say, in moving and two years into this now, there is nothing that I didn't take with me that I regret, that I said, oh, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that or, oh, I should have brought that with me. We got rid of a lot of stuff in order to start fresh and start over because I'm living for my future and I'm not living in my past. So 
let me know what you think about that. Do you struggle with emotional clutter? Do you or emotional attachment to clutter? Come over to the Facebook page and let's start a conversation about that. Comment on the um, blog posts or on the Facebook page and let's sort of help each other through that because like I said, you're not alone. It's a big problem out there for people, but let's live for the future. Let's live for Jesus. Let's not live for stuff and let's not live with one foot in the past and one foot in the present. Let's live fully in the present, looking forward to that future and our future glory with him someday. So with that, I will end this podcast today, but I just wanted to give you a few reminders. The Simply Living for Him retreat is coming next summer in July 13th to the 15th at the lodges at Gettysburg in beautiful Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I would encourage you to go over to the blog and check that out. We have early bird tickets for sale right now, and I know it seems like it's a far off time, but it's a great thing when you can get it on your calendar now and you know that that's there for next year. And the earlier we have our counts, the better for us to plan to make it a great weekend. So you can look at the website for that. And um, if you have any questions at any time about the retreat, please feel free to email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. I would love to check uh, out your questions and answer them for you. And also, um, if you've been over to the Facebook page, we've been doing some live videos on the Simply Living for Him page, and that's been a lot of fun to sort of give you a glimpse into our little hobby farm life here. And also, if you follow me at Bible Based Homeschooling, I am doing live videos weekly showing you the different resources that we are using in our homeschool and talking about how I've been planning our homeschool this year and how we've gotten off to a pretty good start of our school year. So if you go over to the Bible-Based Homeschooling Facebook page, you can find those videos as well. And um, you can follow me on the blogs at simplylivingforhim.com and biblebasedhomeschooling.com. And until the next podcast, I wish you blessings and joy.